Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Content warning. Check the show notes for more information. It's September 13th, 1848, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. There's a lot we still don't know about how the brain works, but there's quite a bit we do know too, and a certain amount of that knowledge came about thanks to a strange accident that occurred on this day in 1848, when an American railroad foreman named Phineas Gage entered medical folklore by improbably walking away after, shall we say, a bit of a run-in with an iron bar. Yeah, this is going to get quite graphic. So if you're not into gore, maybe listen to our episode from this day last year today. Um, (laughs) Because what happened to Mr. Gage, he was 25, which I think is important. He was relatively young when this happened to him. But he was using a tamping iron to pack explosive powder into a hole as part of his job. He thought the gunpowder was covered. It wasn't. There was a spark. It detonated. And a 43-inch long rod of iron which was over an inch thick, shot up from underneath, penetrated his left cheek, skewered his brain and exited through his skull, landing several dozen feet away. Yep, smeared with blood and brain matter. Thanks, Rebecca. I'm sorry, I didn't warn you. As you might expect. We got it. We had that in our minds. I just want you to add that to your mental picture. And of course, his whole crew are looking on in astonishment. Nobody really knows what's happened. Obviously, the iron bar isn't sticking out of his head. It's dozens of feet away, so nobody's quite sure what happened. He appeared briefly to experience a convulsive fit, but within a few minutes, he was able to speak and get to his feet. And he actually remained conscious as a cart took him to his hotel, which is where a doctor, Dr. Edward H. Williams, found him sitting 30 minutes later. He was calm, he was alert, and he had his wits about him enough to greet Dr. Williams with a cry of, Doctor, here is business enough for you. One possibly apocryphal little detail was that um, while he was en route, he took the time to make an entry in his time book to record his crew's hours and wages. And I was like, why did we need this extra detail? It's already astonishing that he's sitting upright, he's talking. This thing has yeah. gone through his head and out the other side. How is this like a story that needs embellishment? I suppose the fact that he was still able to think about work and that he still kept a sense of humour despite one presumes the enormous pain he was in. Mm. I mean, he is described in some accounts as pain-free, but it's pain-free in the context of having just had an iron bar exit his skull. Um, Shows that at this point, at least, his personality didn't appear to have changed. And that's why maybe retrospectively it's significant, because the reason essentially we know about Phineas Gage at all, even though this very dramatic thing happened to him, is because it's seen as an example of someone having had a head injury that then had a personality change as a result. And I suppose Mm. that part of the testimony is important looked at now because you realise actually his personality didn't change instantly if it changed at all, it changed later. Yeah, I mean, initially he was sufficiently compassmentous that he explained to Dr Williams what what had happened. And Williams actually didn't initially believe that the bar could have passed through his head, as he described, despite the fact that his brain was exposed through the hole in his skull. I think he probably assumed that he'd been struck on the top of the head somehow and it had 
somehow chipped away at part of his skull. Gage, then, can I give the detail? This is the this grossest is where one. It gets this is really probably the grossest one. Yeah. So <laughs> you like, those cornflakes down, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Just hit, hit, hit the fifteen-second skip if you don't want to hear this. <laughs> Gage then vomited, and the physical convulsion pushed what Williams estimated to be about half a teacupful of matter through the hole in the top of his head, like a whale's blowhole. <laughs> it's just so foul. But even despite all of this, apparently Gage was still expecting to be back at work in a couple of days' time. And uh, that didn't come to pass. His convalescence was long and unsurprisingly pretty difficult. Shows he- that the physician had a great poker face, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, you'll be back at work yeah. in a few days. Yeah, I'll, I'll just write you, I'll write you a sick note. But apparently the next day, his mother and his uncle, who had been summoned from their native Lebanon, New Hampshire, turned up and he still recognised them. So he was still in control of his faculties at this stage. But over the next few weeks, he did deteriorate until, as his doctor said, he had lost control of his mind and became decidedly delirious. Not surprising when part of your mind is no longer in your skull. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was now under the care of a Dr. Harlow who wrote the fullest account we have of what happened to Gage. He said, described how he was able to insert his finger into either end of the wound, you know, the cheek end and the skull end, as he was removing fragments of skull and loose globs of brain. Um, (laughs) If you'd like to read Harlow's account, by the way, it is actually entitled Recovery from the Passage of an Iron Bar Through the Head. They didn't come up with a catchy title in those days and then put the meat in the subtitle. It's right there. (laughs) Within a couple of weeks, Gage was at his lowest point. He'd become totally unresponsive. He was going downhill very rapidly. And Dr. Harlow took the risk of opening up the wound, which had been, you know, it'd been dressed and covered. He opened it up and as soon as he did, sorry, Gorilla again, it poured forth with pus and he could see there was infected tissue inside. And by releasing the pus from what had, it turned out was an abscess, he probably saved his life and he applied caustic to the infected tissue to kind of burn it away rather than trying to cut it away, which would probably have caused a fatal hemorrhage. Yeah, the operations that he underwent did probably save his life. And I mean, astonishingly, just 24 days later, he succeeded apparently in pulling himself up and was starting to walk around. And a month after, he was able to walk up and down stairs and around the house and into the sort of local squares. So he actually was staging what looked like at least a physical recovery. He was then fired from his job. But Partly, he was fired from his job because of this personality change in him that they had started to detect. Yeah, convenient though, isn't it? I mean, if your health and safety at work is so bad (laughs) that the person who does the necessary difficult job of creating like tunnels and digging holes so that you can build your rail works is self-injured through a rod blasting up and hitting him through the cheek, you're going to find a way, aren't you, to say, oh, well, you know, he can't come back here again. Rather than facing the fact on a daily basis that you've caused this enormous disability to this employee of yours through... The, the natural function of someone being so close to dynamite every day. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I think if you know the story of Phineas Gage, like, you know, if you're the kind of person who enjoys reading strange stories on the internet, you've probably come across it, but it's now sort of crystallised into being the story of a man whose personality was completely changed. Whereas really the only account we have of that is Dr Harlow's, which was mm. published after Gage's death. And it's in that account that he describes him as becoming, you know, they said beforehand he was a you know shrewd, serious, lively young man, And then Harlow claims he became coarse and vulgar, impulsive, disinhibited, which are things we would now associate with very plausible reactions to having a traumatic brain injury. (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) that was a... (laughs) 
In difficult months, wasn't it? I might say that. <laughs> you, know, you know, these are all... The grossest profanity. I mean, you know, you'd, you'd be entitled. Yeah. You know, this kind of erratic behaviour is something that would make medical sense. The thing is that no one else seems to have observed this. So a year after the accident, his mother, and of course obviously his mother has a vested interest in portraying her son well, she said she noticed only a slightly impaired memory. And of course, physically, he had an open hole in his head still. But no one else seems to have noticed this drastic personality change as described by Dr. Harley. What Gage went on to do afterwards, he went on to become a stagecoach driver in Chile, randomly. But this is a job that surely would have been impossible for a man like the one described by Harley. It required you to be punctual, reliable. You obviously have to take decisions when you're driving on the road. Yeah, and I think also as over the years he has become such a pinup for so many different neurological conditions, as various types of what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, he was quite attractive. Yeah. Did you see the photos? Yeah. It, yeah. I think if you can overlook the gaping hole in the skull, yeah. you can catch. But over the years, various different uh, psychologists and doctors have wanted to use him as a a means to support whatever theory they are propagating. And, you know, over the years then, the personality shift that was detected in him at the time came to be exaggerated in all sorts of different ways. So he was accused in the end of having mistreated his wife and children. He didn't actually have either of those, uh, either a wife or a child. He was accused of uh, having changed into someone who exhibited inappropriate sexual behaviour, promiscuity, gambled himself into emotional and reputational bankruptcy, vagrancy, begging, drifting, drinking, all of these things. But actually that photo is really interesting because there's two portraits of him that have been confirmed and they were only properly identified in 2009 and 2010. And uh, the previous owner had actually thought that they depicted a, a whaler with his harpoon, but gradually people worked out that it was actually Gage. But he actually looks incredibly well-dressed and well groomed and it was taken a few years after the accident and not holding a harpoon but in fact holding a tamping iron like the one that fired up and shot him in the head which shows that he'd become a bit of a celebrity locally mm. and uh, he didn't like do the freak show circuit quite but he did go around doing public lectures about what had happened to him. I saw an account that mentioned that you know that career didn't really take off for him but I'm like well that, that makes sense because his whole story is and I'm fine. So if you're mm. a Victorian who's used to going to freak shows, essentially you're just going to see a man who yeah. is, you know, he has a bit of disfigured. But <laughs> Two guineas for this. There's yeah. a bearded lady next door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow. It's not Lunar One, it's Outer Solar System One. That's what we meant to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.